Oh, I've got Pia. Thank you. I would just before Pia comes, it just if you can kind of keep it to a couple of minutes long. Um, sure, if you've really got like you feel like you've got a whole like 10, 15 minutes to share, then uh, I'll just start. I'll kind of nudge towards you and maybe start giving you a little hug. I'll just, just pat around the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. We did it at the Oscars. We just get Joel to put the music up. No. But yeah, no, just to keep it to a few minutes, that'd be fantastic. Sure. Thank you. Um, I was looking back over the past year. We weren't even here last year. What a privilege it's been to find you guys, to find your love, to be encouraged by you. I know we're not the only ones who've just come this year, but it's been a kind of a bit like an oasis, really. Meeting with God's, God's people here, being encouraged, seeing love in action. I mean, I can think back, say, of Tano and Angela's house and everyone getting stuck in there and other things. And Right, here I start crying. <laughs> um, John 17 talks about love and where we are loving in that way by the Spirit. That's where the world will see that he has gone to the Father, that the Father sent him. It's such a powerful life that we are living when we live in God's, God's love and we serve one another and we lay down our life for each other. So thank you for welcoming Mary and me. Um, Mary's great and I kind of went along with her. <laughs> um, over the year there's kind of been two scriptures which have really been things I've been holding on to um, the first bit's from Jeremiah 31 so I thought I'd read that a bit so Jeremiah 31, 31 which is quite easy to remember once you've got the first bit um, it goes the days are coming declares the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. I would also add, and with the Gentiles. Um, it will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. This is the covenant that he has now made with us through Christ. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they, us, will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. And then I think of John 10. Um, I'll put it on the thing that I sent out earlier on the prayer bit, what was it, verse 32 or 34, something like that, where it says that his sheep, his sheep hear his voice, his sheep know his voice. All of us have a relationship with God now. We know his voice. Um, one of the reasons why Mary and I started coming here was because we, we heard the Lord calling in our heart his vision for, for us, for our relationship. And, it's, and for all of us, the vision for, for each, of, each of you, each of us, is not the same as the person next to you. Individually, he knows us and he loves us. And to be in a place where we're then supported and encouraged in how God is leading us, what a great place that is. As Tim was talking uh, maybe a couple of months ago, about all these different parts of the body, um, the fivefold ministry, preparing God's people for works of service. It's not, if you like, the big guys, the elders who are meant to do all the work. It's the foot soldiers, you know, the little guys, the us. We're meant to be hearing how the great shepherd is calling each one of us hearing that voice we have a relationship with him now and walking in that and this brings glory to God in our break brokenness in our weakness we're very fortunate to have elders overseeing us whose desire for us is not to control us I hear a sense of hug coming up here <laughs> to, to hear 
to have elders who are supporting us and encouraging us to be all that God has prepared for each one of us to be. And just us coming here, I mean, we've had the opportunity of getting to know, to know you. And perhaps we have the advantage of not seeing your past baggage. You know, we, we, we can see you really how God has made you now. And with an eye of faith, when I look at you all around, I mean, even what Alan prayed, not even what, that sounds rubbish. <laughs> that prayer, you had faith in a situation and you prayed in the name of Jesus and he answered. And it's not just you he'll answer, all of us he'll answer because this is all for his glory. We have the answer. Us broken people, this treasure in jars of clay, he's put it inside us. In our roughness, he is glorified. So, what a privilege it is to be called a child of God. What a privilege it is to be with you guys. This year coming up, 2020, what a privilege to be with you all and journey with you. Looking forward to it. Amen. Thanks, encouragement. Good. Fontana. newbies week <laughs> um, just, uh, since Peter uh, mentioned uh, our house I thought I'd just uh, follow um, just to uh, say from uh, the bottom of our hearts on behalf of my family thank you uh, for building our house <laughs> literally um, <laughs> I walk around uh, our uh, home now and I can say Oh yeah, so and so built that, and uh, so and so painted that, and so and so did that, and it's uh, it's been incredible. Um, at times, uh, really humbling, uh, because uh, I wasn't even there, and people were uh, going to. Uh, neither of us were there. We couldn't be there, and uh, people from from this church uh, were literally building. Um, uh, the, our home uh, um, from the ground up. So thank you, thank you so much. Uh, Gloria and Sophia wanted to actually uh, come up front and say thank you uh, as well. Um, it's been uh, really stressful. Uh, in fact, uh, the, this uh, uh, 2019, I am looking forward. Uh, we both, Angela and I, are looking forward to just uh, put it behind us. Um, it's been a really, uh, at times, uh, emotionally, mentally uh, exhausting, draining, um, and uh, I was really looking forward to, uh, to move in uh, in our home and really put my feet up, but no, <laughs> uh, we've uh, met our neighbor uh, just before Christmas, uh, and uh, I was thinking, Lord, what's going on? Uh, this is not what I would planned for my first thing to do uh, as we moved in. Uh, it was very difficult uh, neighbor, challenging uh, neighbor, just to say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a hard year, and uh, I'm trying to think uh, and um, ask God, you know, what, what is it that you're trying to teach us uh, during this, uh, the, the challenges that, that we've experienced? Um, yeah, in fact, I was just thinking that it was last year, uh, December last year, that um, uh, Angela said, uh, you need to get a job so that we can buy a house, so that we can apply for schools uh, for Gloria uh, in a dress that I like, in, uh, schools that I like. And I was like, uh, <laughs> it's not that easy. Um, it's, this is never going to happen. Uh, and uh, the thing is, I've always worked in the charity sector, and the charity sector doesn't pay well, uh, right? <laughs> and, and, and I knew, I was like, there's no way that I can get you know, and just one income to get the right uh, job uh, at a, that sort of senior management level to get enough money to, 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 to buy a house. Uh, but I applied for one job in January, got it, and it was enough for us to get a mortgage. Uh, and, and God just, just provided um, uh, just, just like that. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. Um, and then uh, we started looking for, for houses and uh, we asked God for an address so that we could have an address to put on the application by October. And in September, we got the keys to uh, a home just around the corner. Uh, and then God provided a job for me 20 minutes walk from here. 
Um, so we've seen God just really uh, provide and bless us and bless us with a church family, uh, which is huge when, when you live uh, away from your family, you know, in a different country. And, and uh, it's, this is home. This is, this is it. This is what we have. Uh, you, you guys are our family. And, and, and we've experienced that love uh, in an incredible way. Uh, so I just really want to praise God um, for his provision, for his grace. Um, and still, there's, there's part of me that would like it not to be so hard. Um, you know, 2019 in numbers, it's uh, three jobs, four jobs between the two of us, uh, two houses, two churches. There's a lot of change, there's a lot of move, a lot of sort of uh, uh, stress and, and struggles. And, um, but what I've come to realize, thanks to a lot of T.D. Jake's sermons, uh, is that God fights our battles and he wins our battles, but he still lets us face our battles. Uh, we still have to go to war. Uh, and, and, and God calms the storm, but he still calls us to get on the boat. Um, and, and I feel that God has really been uh, training us and building our resilience. And uh, I really wanted to put my feet up and just relax uh, in a home, but I feel like God is saying it's this is just the beginning, uh, and something uh, is coming, something bigger, uh, harder, possibly, but with that comes a greater victory. Uh, so, uh, th- like I said, there's part of me that says, really, no, I just want to <laughs> relax, uh, but uh, I think it's, it's time for us to, to really experience what rest and joy means in the midst of uh, whatever is coming. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to praise God, uh, 2020, here we come. Good, amen. It's exciting. I'll, I'll come to you, we'll come to you, John. I'd like to say thank you to all the people that prayed for us. You know, last, no, it was this year, wasn't it? I was in hospital for a month, two months, and everybody kept praying, and Lord answered so many prayers. Also, my grandchildren that were alienated from their mum is back, and they're all chatting, and, and I just know it's answered to prayer that I pray for for a long time. And also, getting back to me, <laughs> um, last week when Pat was talking about um, where your heart is, suddenly realised that I'd been spending a lot of time just watching television and mucking about with the computer and that, you know, and think, oh, <laughs> let's get that sorted out. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good year. Well, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> oh, praise God, praise God. That, um, God, yes. God looking after you, Joyce. Praise God that God was looking after you. He's not finished with you yet. No, and I know. I, we we were sort of saw, and obviously we were hearing the news, and we, we were yeah, yeah. I did wonder that. But good, God still wants to use you, Joyce, even at well, even at so. yeah, amen. Good. And I was like to come up. I know some of you are itching to come up, but just a little bit nervous. Come. Um, I so I should welcome Stephen Lorna to our church. Um, for those who don't know Stephen Lorna, they're, uh, they go to CBC, which is a church that we kind of, we've know a, lot, know a lot and quite connected with, and they run the, the Sanctuary Projects, and we've uh, yeah, known them for quite a few years now. We love, love hanging out with them. Thank you. Hello, guys. Um, as, you, as Mark said, we... Um, Lorna and I have uh, been to the MLG conference over the last three years, is it, I think? Three or four years. Uh, and we got to know you guys um, that go there. Uh, we've been to Elton a couple of times, been here. And and you know what I find when I find when I come here, or Elton, wherever, I find the same love, and I feel really at home here, because the same DNA runs through the whole network and through the same churches. It's the blood of Christ. And so... I just feel perfectly at home. I just want to say I love you guys. Uh, it's been wonderful meeting you at the MLG conference. And those that I haven't met, um, it would be great to meet you. And it's just, what a great church you are. It's fantastic. Hallelujah. Um, 
Mark, you might have to push me away from the market at some point. Um, Lorne and I run, run Sanctuary, which is the uh, homeless project in Gravesend. We thank you so much for the wonderful gift that you gave us. And uh, that's really, really helpful and was very much appreciated. So thank you for those that did that. What a blessing it was to us. Um, we mentioned earlier on about um, going through battles. Um, um, Lorna and I see that all the time. Um, we're dealing with people that have tragedy in their lives. I'll give you an example of that. Um, we've got a guy who's come over the last week. His name's Abdul. He's a Muslim. He was in Helmand province in Afghanistan and he saw his whole family murdered over a period of time. Parents, wife, six-year-old son. Um, he came to the UK. He's been in the UK about 10 months. Now, I don't know how you get over something like that. I couldn't even begin to think how I would deal with that. But, you know, he's homeless on the streets in Gravesend, came to the shelter, so we welcomed him in. And the one thing that people find at the shelter is the love of God. If we can do nothing else, we show the love of God. And that is what makes the difference. And, we've, and there's many... In fact, Lorna, come up. I'm, I'm going to embarrass my wife now. Uh, Lorna, Lorna, I couldn't do this without my lovely wife, Lorna, and she's amazing. What an amazing lady this is. And she's the one that deals with or carries the weight of some of the um, guests that we deal with. So I'll let her tell some of the stories, and you probably heard enough of me speaking anyway. Thanks. Um, basically, when we decided to start Sanctuary, we based it on a biblical principle. And we looked at Matthew 25, and if you know Matthew 25, whatever version you read, it basically says, if you're hungry, I'll feed you. If you're thirsty, I'll give you a drink. If you need someone to clothe you, I'll clothe you. And basically, we based it on that. And, and actually, the guys that come in, and girls, because we have a lot of ladies as well, have had such tragic lifestyles that when they come in, they can't believe that someone's going to do that because the world is a tough place out there. And when you're street homeless, whatever age you are, you end up with everybody hating you. They spit at you. They ignore you. They swear at you. When they come into Gresham Sanctuary, we want them to actually see the difference. So our volunteers are trained and we have volunteers from all walks of life even our homeless guests five years ago are now our volunteers, which is great, because they've experienced the love of God. And what we want, we want them to actually feel that. And we've had quite a few that have been baptised now and actually have become Christians, because they've experienced that love in a real way. It's not, oh, I'll pray for you, and then you walk away from them. If you say, I'll pray for you, you'll pray for them. And they know that. We have a, a massive team of quite older folk, and I say that very carefully because we are retired, <laughs> in, our, in their 80s, who we just send a text message to. And when we say, pray for this guest, they adopt a guest and they continue to pray for them. So the love of God is coming on them in prayer. But equally, we have guys and girls that come in. We've got a, a young lady at the moment who's a prostitute. And actually, when you think about it, Jesus went and talked to a prostitute. We've got a people who are dependent alcoholics. Jesus actually went to those people in the marketplace. We've got people that actually have had not tragedy through war, but tragedy for their childhood. There's a huge amount of childhood abuse, and it's through various things. And so we get people coming in who have turned to drugs because they don't know what else to do. So it's an interesting phase. And as a church, and yeah, we are a big church, we, we know what we are, but it's amazing how it's transformed the lives of the church because they're seeing it from the other side in. And it's interesting how our young people, and I look at all our young people, <laughs> you know, how they love it because they're transforming lives. They're, they're following in our footsteps. They're listening to what we're saying and how we deal. Equally, we're going to have guys and girls that we know we can't help. That, you know, don't matter how much we pray, don't matter how much love we show them, 
they're going to let you down. And somebody, a very wise lady actually in our church said, well, what do you do with those people? And I said, well, we continue to pray. Because who knows what the breakthrough is going to be? We don't know. And like you were saying about the broken pots, I love that. I always think of the Japanese art of mending pots. And what came to me was a picture of what God does with a broken vessel, with a broken pot. He doesn't just stick it together with invisible glue. The Japanese stick it together with gold. And you see the joins. You see every intricate bit of the broken pot. And our guests are like broken pots. They've actually got to be mended, but we're going to see the joins. We're going to see where God takes away an addiction or where God actually can start to put back together a life. We've seen people reunited back to family. We become their family in the first place, but then we try to get them back to their family. I'll tell you one very quick story. An 18-year-old came and ended up on our doorstep. We had a phone call from an aunt in Medway who was a social worker and she said, I'm worried sick. I think my nephew's out there somewhere. He's 18 and one week. He's had an argument with his father, slammed the door, walked out of the house and we don't know where he is. Have you come across him? Because we think he's in Gravesend. So we sent our little search parties out and we found him continued having dialogue with auntie all night. He had a shower, he had a hot meal, he reiterated to us what had happened between him and his dad. He'd lost his mum, mum had died, dad had remarried, he can't cope with the loss of mum, it's abandonment in all its full works. But he just knew that he had to come somewhere safe. We're safe, we're a safe place for the night. You know, we have people that can actually shut the door and make sure it's safe for you. And the next day I said to him, you know, I really think you've got to go home. You really got to go back to dad and you've got to have that conversation. I got a message later on in the afternoon, auntie collected him, took him back to Medway. Dad and he had the first heart to heart that they'd ever had about what had happened, where it was going wrong, what was needed. And that young man hasn't looked back since. That's the love of God. That's what we do as Christians. We do it in different ways, but we show that love of God. Sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes it's just talking. Sometimes it's just hugging them. Thank you, Laura. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, it's great to hear the work that you're doing. It's really, oh, yeah showing God's love in action, changing lives. So, and thank you for Marlene as well for leading that and putting together the package and stuff. It's great that we as a church can bless you and bless the work you're doing down there. Amen. Anyone else like to come up and share? Still got lots of time. Amen. Amen. Oh, Marlene, Marlene's stuff. So for us, we also um, recently joined the River Church. Uh, we actually came about actually 13, we said 12 years, I think it was almost 13 years ago. We came to visit the church and we were looking for a church at that stage and we basically chose between two. And at that stage, it wasn't the River Church. So um, recently, well, one of the scriptures I'm going to share, God actually gave to us a year ago. And we, when I look back at it now, I took it quite literal. I was like, okay, God actually meant that very literal. It's Jeremiah 31. And in the message version, it actually says it like this. It says, set up signposts to mark your trip home. Get a good map. Study the road conditions. The road out is the, is the way back. And then... Um, one scripture God gave to me in this time, because we really felt he was definitely saying to us, we, we were at the other church, and he was definitely saying to us that we need to go. And um, we were very happy, and we were planted and everything, and we couldn't really understand why. 
So one of the scriptures God gave to me was Psalm 73. And it says, when I tried to understand it all, it deeply troubled me. Then I went into your sanctuary and I finally understood. So I had to also come to a point where I just had to literally do supplication, as the word says, literally hand it over to God because I couldn't understand it. I, I, it, did, it did deeply trouble me when I tried to understand. And um, so further in Jeremiah, it says, God gave us this promise. It says, there is hope in your future, says the Lord. So what I'm thankful for is I'm thankful for that God gave us a new house in this area that we could live in. He gave us a new church, the River Church, and new family because since the first day we stepped our feet into this church, us and our children were accepted, uh, loved, like seriously loved, and taken in. So, and that's what we needed at that stage, obviously, was, you know, it's not easy <laughs> if you just have to back up and go from somewhere. And, yeah, the love of God that, I, that we could tangibly see and feel here was amazing <laughs> so um yeah and i feel even for us some dead things in us came back to life so that's what i want to give god glory and honor for and thank you all as well Amen. Yes. and i'd like to come and share Um, yeah, I think I would just like to, um, just similarly, just testify, uh, just to the goodness of God. Um, I was sort of uh, looking back yesterday when Mark sent the message round about, you know, have you got anything to share? And I was sort of thinking, um, you know, what's the main thing that God's done this year um, in my life? And I don't think I've ever, I've, I don't think I've had any sort of massive revelations. But I suppose for me personally, this year has been a year um, of kind of crossroads, really, you know. Um, I've had sort of choices to make this year in life, and uh, as many of you know, I got engaged this year, um, which is, you know, it's really exciting. But, you know, it's quite a big, that is a big decision, you know. It kind of affects, you know, lots of things in life, and um, I'm not really that good with change, to be honest. Um, I kind of like just doing my own thing and kind of, keeping up routine and I know that kind of next year particularly is going to be a big year of change for me and uh, sort of quite unsettling um, but really I know that my testimony really of this year is that every time I pray about something you know you're sort of faced with something you're not sure what to do or kind of how it's all going to play out how the jigsaw pieces are all going to fit together but I know that you know you commit your way to the Lord you pray about things you you just give your life to God um, in humility and just say, I don't really know what to do, what necessarily the right thing is in this situation right now, but I'm just going to give it to God. And, you know, he, he puts the jigsaw together. He, he does it for you. And, and I say, that's kind of my, my what I'm going to do next year is just keep committing things to God and just keep laying it down and just saying, you know, kind of, I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I'm just going to just commit my way to God and just trust in his goodness because he's been good the rest of my whole life. So why isn't he going to be good this next year and for the rest of my life? So um, that's my testimony, really, of uh, the year. Come, Joel. It's all right. It'll only be 20 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, so we also joined um, River Church this year. No, I'm joking. Um, I, I think for me, um, there's so many things I think I can look back and, um, and, and say, you know, God's done. And, uh, but I, uh, overall, I think I was thinking about what, what should I share this week? And um, 
um, a few things. Um, God really loves us for who we are, I, I would say. You know, we, um, we, we don't have to try to earn God's love by trying to be good and, and you know, all, all these character traits that you, you think someone will appreciate about you, you know, um, because, because no, none of us can truly earn God's love, right? We just, we just need to accept that he loves us the way we are. That does not mean that we ought to stay the way we are because obviously... He compels us to to love others, and in doing so, we 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 work through our character, you know, um, problems, and and you know, get on top of things. But He really loves us just the way we are, and um, I really feel God God has shown me how much He loves me first, and then He puts this desire in me to love others, which isn't easy, I have to say, you know. But every single time I, I refuse to sort of do an act of love, God, God really showed me, I refu- have I refused to love you first, right? And, and it's, a, it's a constant battle that you, you have to have. And, and it takes time. And we, we were stubborn. We don't want to do what God tells us, what, what God tells us in our hearts to do. We don't want to do it. We just don't want to do it. But his love always wins. And, and this thing happened to me a few I don't know if it's about a month or so ago. I was I was cycling to work, and and this verse came to my mind. And uh, I think I shared it that Sunday morning in the prayer um, when we were praying. Is that God's kindness leads us to repentance? You know, He He does not. I I can't really explain it, but God's gentleness and patience and love for us just c- cannot produce any other reaction from us than than to repentance and towards him you know and and the bible says do not show contempt for the for the mercies of god because his kindness is meant to us uh, to, to force us to return not to force us but you know cause us to come back to him in, in in a gracious attitude so that's one thing the other thing is that god says that he will take care of us and he has he has taken care of almost everything that i can think of you know, he's dealt with, um, you know, throughout the year. We, we, we struggle with, with some, you know, issues. And every single time, God provided. He, he truly did provide it, you know, um, throughout the whole year. So, you know, trust in God for, for the things you look for or you need in life because he, he will provide, you know. And, and the other thing is, um, I would say God, God has a sense of humor, you know. And uh, he cares for the things that, that matter to you as a little child, you know. And um, I, think, I think we sometimes can sometimes make God so spiritual and so rigid and so church-like that, you know, we, we don't realize that God is a father to us and, and we're his children. And, uh, you know, he, he cares for the things that we, 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 we like and, and the, the things that we are interested in and the things that we, we find interesting. He, he's actually interested in that too, you know. And, and God gave me beetroots. So uh, <laughs> I'm really happy. I love it, you know. And uh, I was saying to Pat, Pat, beetroots is the, is the key to revival, mate. But um, even in that, you know, I, uh, I, I was thinking to myself, oh, you know, I'm getting ready for our cycling trip next year and I need to make sure I'd be able to do all this climbing. And, um, and God gave me something that f- made me feel great climbing on the bike, you know. And uh, I was thought, oh, yeah, this is good. I- I'll share it with everybody else. But, um, you know, God cares even for things like that, you know. Um, and uh, I would say, you know, um, just trust in God f- with your life with your whole life don't just don't just think this is what you got to do on sunday and this is what you got during the week uh, and this is work and this is not work and this is church just just trust god with everything you know with everything he loves you so much you know and it's only as you begin to understand god's love for you you know that then you can begin to to, to love others as well because it's so obvious what god has done in your life amen Hannah then, Lauren. I don't like doing this. Uh, so, um, I'm just kind of thinking back on the year, really. Um, at the beginning of the year, I worked through, I bu- I'd bought this book 
called, I think it's called Keys to Freedom. Um, and it's like a like a workbook that you work through yourself at home and it goes through all these kind of things and it takes you back through stuff that's happened to you and sort of gives you the keys to work through it and the keys to become free from it. Um, I found that really helpful, actually. Um, I've not had the easiest start to life. And it you can... Stuff takes time, like basically, you know, you can be a Christian for 10 years and still be working through stuff from a long t- you know, from your childhood and stuff. So um, I, I would really recommend that if anyone um, wants the details. Um, it was just sort of enabled me to work through it. Um, but one of the things that really came out from it, which I have, I've shared about before, was about losing one of my best friends um, through her choice because she didn't want to be friends with me anymore um, years ago. And I think... Um, this year's been a bit hard on the friendship front. <laughs> uh, last year, well, about a year ago, another close friend moved away. Uh, just, to, yeah, so I've basically lost four really good friends this year have all moved away. Um, obviously, Karina was my best friend, and they've moved to Surrey. Um, you know, Miriam and Aaron moving away. Um, and I think, um, just kind of reflecting on it, really, uh, oh, I mustn't cry. Uh, Sometimes God has to strip things away for you to <laughs> to do his work. Um, and one of the things really um, was that um, I don't, I'm kind of scared to make new friends because I'm afraid that they'll ditch me when they know about my beliefs in God because that's what happened with my other friend. Um, and that's something that I'm, so I kind of close myself off to people and I don't, I don't want to, plus I don't want to give myself to others if they're not going to reciprocate, if they're not going to love me back. I'm really f- afraid of not being loved <laughs> and, and re- I, I need to be affirmed a lot. Um, that's the kind of person I am. I'm really insecure, even though I might look secure. Um, and so really like the last few months um, since losing Karina and, and Miriam and stuff, um, God's been pushing me to love other people um, and not care if they even appreciate it so there's been situations where I've just seen something and been like I want you to buy that for that person so I've given it to someone as a gift um and you know just little things here and there you know and um I'm a bit of a cheapskate I don't like spending money (laughs) Terry's the total opposite he'll spend money on anyone um but you know even like we did our open home yesterday we we had to cancel it last week because the kids were sick and we invited like loads of our neighbors and I was I was like devastated after two hours nobody had come and Marlene came bless her anyway they came anyway halfway through the time that we'd we'd set aside to invite our neighbors and I was like no one's coming. I was just like, I was feeling so low. I was like, why am I even bothering God? Why are you asking me to open my home and then no one comes? But actually, uh, four people came. And actually, you know, at the end of the day, I, I prayed that God would send the right people. Um, and one of the people that came um, is a girl that lives just around the corner who I met at the boot camp that I go to sometimes with Zaina and Marlene has come to that before. Um, and she stayed, like, I thought she was going to go quite quickly because I don't really know her that well. And she brought her little boy who's nearly three. Um, and I, I think, do you know when you just get the sense that someone's really lonely? Like, she's got no family in the UK. She's, she's, she's married, I think, um, but she works full time. And then she's got a little boy to look after on top of that. Like, you, you just get that sense. And she just stayed and she stayed and she stayed and she chatted. And it was just really nice. And, you know, maybe we're not going to be good friends um like that's the other thing God's teaching me is to to love people anyway even if they they don't want to be your your friend it doesn't matter um um but I have been praying for more friends and then um a few weeks back uh, Marlene sent me this text message saying I just really want to tell you that I love you and that I think we're going to be good friends and I was just like nearly in tears I was just like you've got no idea like so many of my friends have moved away and I feel so lonely like um so it's just it's just nice. Like God, God always gives you what you need, um, and yeah. So just yeah, to listen to His calling um, and and just let Him work. Um, yeah. Thank you, thank you for your honesty, Hannah. It's it's great to hear. Yeah, how God's been working. I think you're dead right. Sometimes God has to take things away. Not because he's a mean God, but because he wants to do something in us. I'm sure we've all got testimonies of going through difficulties and trials. 
but in order for him to, you, you come out the other side you realise what God was doing in, in you Lauren um so like looking back on this year and I remember sitting in the pub like New Year's Eve last year like yes 2019 gonna be my year gonna do such amazing stuff shock horror has not been my year whatsoever has been a nightmare like <laughs> um I think I spent like the first six months of it really ill the last I've really suffered um struggled with depression this year as well it's just been like one of those years it's just been a nightmare and I'm like thank goodness it's gone <laughs> um like but we've had some really beautiful moments. My brother got married. It was amazing. Um, my niece was born. Um, well, like our family units like, got a lot better. But still, um, the highs are really high, but the lows were the lowest. Um, and I think I really lost God this year, which was something... Or I thought I lost God. <laughs> um, and it's something that you know, I really struggled with. And um, it really upset me. And I was just in a horrific place. And um, I think looking back on it now, not obviously being cured, um, but looking back on it now, something that came out of it was um, victory. The fact that, um, and something keeps coming up like in worship music and people saying it, just the word victory that, you know, just to wait. And I think as like, as I've grown up, I've always had to rely on myself I've like everything I need to do I need to do it myself and it's just me and I'm in my little bubble and I do everything myself and I think what God's been trying to teach me is the fact that I need to rely on him and I I think I lost a lot of friends not a lost but my relationships with my friends changed this year what I went through not everyone was understanding and I felt so alone and I think that was God's way of saying no 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 stop you're not alone you have me you need to rely on me and something that um I found really beautiful oh and I've just lost it um this year that really um sort of helped me and made me sort of um solidified my good like goodness in God one sec this is probably God saying me don't read it but um where are we sorry I can't find it, don't worry. But, but um, yeah, it's just about um, how God takes you back to a place uh, when you're on your knees and you're at foot of the mountain that you don't think you can climb and God's just like, I'll give you your, my hand, let's go, let's do it. And I think that's something I've really found this year that I just need to put everything into God and then everything else that will come. I've got so many dreams that I want to do with my life and I think, the only way I'm going to do those things is with God. So that's my thing. Thank you, Lauren. Good. We still have a little bit of time. So you've got something you want to honk. Oh. Yeah, this is just so that God's got a sense of humour. I wasn't going to share anything, but uh, as you know, Simon Crean also left, as Hannah reiterated, and also, I mean, we co-hosted the um, the home group. And after I left, I thought, yeah, we're going to probably have about five, six people coming <laughs> to the home group because things have changed. And yeah, it did concern me and things, but you know what? God had a big sense of humor because I think we've got 16, 17 people. We can't fit around the we, we, we split the group. So that's just to test me to God's goodness. And I just clicked now, nah, but yeah, that was a, yeah, just some joke, really, that God is like, you know what? You, you, you're not going to be what I'm going to do. So that's what he's done. So yeah. Good. Excellent. Good. I've just got something a little. I just want to share a testimony of, of God answering prayers, really. Um, as you know, earlier this year I had pneumonia, which uh, wasn't a fun thing. And I just, again, at the time I thanked you all for your prayers and love and care for me and Alice, and I, I still do, and praise God for that. But afterwards, um, obviously I went back to work, and kind of everything's normal, got the all clear. But I still was having a bit of pain in my lung. And it was kind of, the doctor said, don't worry about it, it will kind of go away. And it's kind of been slowly, slowly getting better. And it kind of plateaued a few months ago. And I was starting to kind of get a little bit concerned, thinking, oh dear, is this, have I done something to my lung? Have I kind of scarred it? Is it going to be like this for the rest of my life? And it wasn't like horrible pain. It was just a bit uncomfortable every time I sneezed or kind of took a big, big breath. And so I was kind of getting a little bit concerned about it. Eventually, I kind of got around to speaking to the doctors, went to see my consultant. And he was like, oh, this is a bit odd. 
because I, again I had all the x-rays and stuff and said yeah you're all clear there's nothing there but it's a bit weird I've not really seen this before and I was kind of thinking oh dear what's kind of going on um, but anyway so he's going to go I've got to have a CT scan in the new year but what it was I, I came back and I thought Joe I need to, Alan to pray for me um, and I felt that and so I, I went um, we were in communion a few weeks ago and I went over to Alan and said could you pray for me and this is where I just want to praise God, because since Alan's been praying for me, I'm not saying it's completely gone, but it started to get better again, having sort of plateaued for about two, three months. The pains, it's still there a little bit, but it was quite a few days now where I've got to the end of the day, I've said to Alice, I've not felt any pain, I've not noticed it. So thank you, Alan, thank you, God. Uh, just, it's great to, for me in my life, just to, I just want to give glory to God, really, for him working on I know it will eventually go at some point. So, yeah, if you're not feeling very well, go to Alan. Uh, amen. <laughs> Good. Yeah, praise God. Still got time for maybe one, maybe two. Oh, come there. Oh, can't go. Let's kind of go. So it's been nearly a year since I joined the church, and I just I chose to start my life as a Christian, and I cannot believe how lucky I am to be in this church right now. With people that, I, even if I don't remember everyone's names, because uh, I'm terrible with names, and but you know, people that you know, they care. You you all very much care about me and everyone else in the church. And it took it took a matter of moments for you to welcome me in, and you know, put me put me up on stage as quick as possible. Like, oh, quick, you can play guitar, go. Um, <laughs> um, I blame Alice and. Yeah, I just I I, th I thank God for for all of the all of the friends that I've I've made in this year and how lucky I am and even it, you know it, even if I I stumbled a lot like if life was a staircase I've I've fallen up that staircase multiple times and yeah j uh, you know I've I've just gotten I've God's got me back up He's brushed me off and He sent me off to Mark and Alice to complain about it. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for you know being a part of my life in this last year, and I hope that it continues on for the rest of not yeah for the rest of my life. We don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, 2019, what a year we've had. Pete and I have had a year. We had at the beginning of the year my. One of my, I'm one of nine, um, and my younger sister, well, she was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer a couple of years ago, but she was having reoccurring issues, and we thought she was going to go down again, and long story short, we, yeah, there's a few of us, out, the nine of us, that are really love the Lord, and we're praying, and yeah, the Lord just really, really intervened, and it's, and then, I think, yeah, in the summer, my 42-year-old niece was diagnosed with a brain tumour, which was just here. There were two young kids and family and stuff. And, you know, we can talk about, we know what it is to pray. We know what it is when God answers and he intervenes. But when you're, when you're in it and you're going through it and you just see the power of God, you just got to just step out of the way. Um, with my niece, it wasn't, it's just amazing. Okay, they dealt with the tumour, they cut it out, blah, 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 but she's gone back to work and it's all positive. She's the most devout atheist you'd ever want to come across. Uh, and she's into the occult and all the rest of it. But you just, when you just, when you, like someone was saying, you know, when you see what they were and what they are now and what my niece is today is, God is just, doing it and you do you just have to step out of the way and that, and it's just this whole thing of this year even with the episode that I had a couple of months ago where yeah they um they haven't actually said that I had a um a TIA which is a mini stroke it, my notes said it was a suspected and I just went on that on that that statement the suspected doesn't mean to say that I've had it and I wasn't going to give in to it. And like you, you know, you were saying, um, it's just knowing. For me personally, it was just knowing that God was going to take care of everything. Like you were just saying just now, you just put God in 
you know, you put God up first and he, sorts, he does the rest. And it's been really like that for me. Like in the last couple of weeks with all this suspected stroke business, I just thought, I just got to trust the Lord. I haven't had all the results back, but so far they're saying that I haven't had no bleed on the brain, no, no clot on the brain. I don't show symptoms if, if I, as if I've had a stroke. And I'm just, but yeah, it's just a real answer to prayer. And yeah, so, and just really trusting God to do the rest. And uh, yeah, it's been an amazing year where you just, where, where, yeah, like someone said, when you, when we look back and we just see the hand of God and it's like his favour on us. That's such a nice word. You know, his favour on us is, is not just sometimes, it's all of the time. Amen. Anyone, last chance? Um, <clears throat> how much time is left now? <laughs> uh, sorry, 25 minutes, did you say? Uh, just really encouraged personally this morning by everything that everybody's sharing. Um, uh, there's so many things that I'll, I want to share, but I'm sure I'll get another opportunity to preach. Boy, then... Um, but uh, I think one of the things that's been the most encouraging for me this year is just seeing uh, God at work uh, in the church uh, and in the people in the church uh, and God using the people in the church um, in fantastic ways uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm just really uh, encouraged by this verse that says uh, by this we, um, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another Amen uh, and I, I think 2019 well, we're on the right track <laughs> you know it's so important that we just love one another in the church you know put, put somebody else in the church in front of yourself you know and um it's exciting. It's so exciting. It's so powerful. You know, when you do that, you, 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 you know, you, it's, it's uh, easy to underestimate how powerful that is to somebody else. Um, and, it, it, you know, you can say, you can, you can argue about God with people till you're blue in the face uh, and, and they, they, they won't accept it. Uh, and, and you love people uh, and they're like putty in your hands. <laughs> um, because... People need to see what Jesus is like. And the only way they're going to see what Jesus is like is if we be like him. Amen? And I just want to, you know, as we go forward in 2020, let's not lose that. Let's keep loving one another. Let's keep making sacrifices for one another. Um, and let's see what God does. You know? Amen?